Hello! Welcome into all our new listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you're a regular listener or a returning listener, thank you guys for listening. We're really trying to grow our brand over here at the Fantasy Daydreamers. And everyone knows word of mouth is the best way to get things out there. So tell a friend, please, we really need it. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. What's up, what's good, it's your boy Big Game, your host JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. The fantasy season is just about halfway over now, it's been a crazy year. You guys, keep up with your team. This is the time where your league mates are going to get tired of setting their lineups and they're going to stop playing the waiver wire giving you guys easy wins and easy paths to the playoffs, no matter where you're sitting at in your league right now. Keep at it because people who are at it are the ones who are going to win their championships. And as a bonus, it's going to make you better for next year because you're still reading, you're still listening, getting to know who's real and who just showed up for a stint at the beginning of the season. Today, I'll help you guys fill out some DFS lineups I'll have some of you guys' start-sit questions, but first, some news. Alright, for the news today, we got a few things. The Dolphins are on bye this week, but when they return, Tua Tungavailoa has been named the starter. This great stint for Ryan Fitzpatrick of being a streamer seems to be over He's been fantasy relevant all season, but if you've been if you streamed him at the beginning of the season and you've been playing him, you got to look to the waiver wire, look to move on now. Also, Antonio Brown's suspension is over after week 8. So, that's coming up here in just a few weeks. The Seahawks have been looking into him and it's been said that there's other teams that are just that are looking into him as well. It's just something to pay attention to. This isn't quite fantasy relevant yet. Deontay Johnson. Now this is fantasy relevant. He was a full participant at practice on Wednesday and he looks like he's going to be good to go on Sunday. Depending on who you use in his absence is whether you're going to play him or not. In more cases than not, I'd say you're going to play him. Darius Slayton. Thursday night, he will play for the Giants against the Eagles. He's a start. Got to get him in your lineup. Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey for the Eagles side. None of them are playing. Deshaun Jackson, he will be playing. I'm staying away from Jackson and I'm only holding on to Miles Sanders through those injuries. Everyone else dropping or not picking up. Michael Thomas's team discipline is over, and Coach Sean Payton says he's feeling better, but it did come out on Wednesday that he's dealing with a hamstring injury as well as a high ankle sprain that he's been dealing with all season. This is bad news. I don't know if Thomas is going to be back to 100% at all this entire season. It's a really big position to navigate around on your bench. I wouldn't start him this week. If he does go off, he goes off and he does it on your bench, but that's great because then you can know you know you can start him the next week. 
he might not do anything this week, and then he's sitting on your bench, which is good. Christian McCaffrey was said to be almost there, but he's not expected to play this Sunday against the Saints. I think it's because they have a short week coming up this week. They play the Falcons next Thursday, so I think he'll be back for that game. That'll do it for the news for us today. Now, on to some DFS lineups. The Daydreamers DFS lineups. DFS is daily fantasy sports, so how this works is you get an imaginary budget of $60,000, and they give each player a money value, and you have to pick a lineup that fits under that salary cap of $60,000. It's only the Sunday main slate game, so all but the Sunday night, Thursday night and Monday night games are eligible. It's actually really fun, you guys. And if you guys would like to play with us, the Fantasy Daydreamers, for free, follow us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers or on Instagram at Fantasy Daydreamers. We're going to be posting a link, link there for you guys to join us. There are a limited number of spots, so it will be first come, first serve. So, let me get into how I construct my lineup and give you some guys that you might want to play this week. So when I start constructing my lineup for DFS, I usually start with the most scarce position, the running back. These are going to be your Alvin Kamara's, your Kareem Hunt's, or Aaron Jones's, who hasn't gone a week without scoring a touchdown and hasn't been under four targets at all this season. Kamara is the most expensive at 9300 Jones. 8500 and Hunt is the cheapest of the three at 7100 but all three are great to look for. Next, I like to fill out my second running back spot with a little cheaper option. This week, Todd Gurley, 6600 He's averaged 13.9 fantasy points this season, and it's, clearly he, it's clear he's the best back on this team, which is great to find as your second running back. James Robinson, another option, 6400 He's another guy who's clearly the lead back in this backfield, and he's been a top 10 fantasy running back this season. He's receiving ups- upside gives him a decent floor and good value in DFS this week. Devin Singletary, 6200 or DeAndre Swift, $6,100 are also decent value picks this week. Next, I'd fill out my wide receiver... In a similar fashion, starting high with someone like DeAndre Hopkins, $9,000 this week, who's he's just a target machine. He hasn't had less than seven targets at all this season. He's the wide receiver three. If you can get him in your lineup, you really should. There's also Tyreek Hill, $8,000, Stephon Diggs, $7,500, or Kenny Galladay, who's only played three games this season, but when he has, he's had seven targets, eight targets, six targets, and he's gotten into the end zone two separate weeks. And the week that he didn't, he went over 100 yards. He's only $7,600 this week in DFS. Then, move on to someone a little cheaper for your second wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, $7,100. DJ Chark, $6,500. AJ Brown, he's another guy coming off an injury. He's just a monster, and every play has touchdown potential. And this year, he's getting the target boost. He's not getting the three to four targets this year. He's, get, he's getting the majority of the targets when he's playing. 
and that makes him a real wide receiver one in my eyes. $6,800, he's a steal this week. You could also go with Robbie Anderson, who's 6400 if you need to save a little bit more money. I then move on to my quarterback. Looking for value here, I go with someone like Justin Herbert, 7500 or Matthew Stafford, who's 7300 Both of these guys have a decent upside, decent value this week. That's all you're really looking for is value, someone who's not going to cost you too much money and can get the job done. After quarterback, I move on to my third wide receiver. You're looking for someone with a really low price but high upside. Cole Beasley, 5,100. He's a great play this week. Jamison Crowder, 6,300. LaVisca Chenault Jr., 5,500. Or T. Higgins, 5,700, whose rapport with Joe Burrow has really shown through. Getting at least six targets a game, and he really has touchdown upside. He's been a great play, and he's a great buy in Dynasty, you guys. Go get him in Dynasty. Then use some of that strategy to fill in your flex with the wide receivers. I usually go wide receiver at flex because it is PPR, full point per per reception. So I do try to go wide receiver in the flex. And then tight end. Fill in someone cheap because you're not going to have too much money left, but you're going to have enough money to go get someone like Dalton Schultz, who's coming off the injury, 5,200, or TJ Hawkinson, 5,900, who has three touchdowns in five games and is the tight end eight on the season, averaging 9.6 fantasy points a game. He's great this week. Or Hayden Hurst, 5,600. And then lastly, you're going to go get your defense. Whatever you can really afford, you're going to go fill it out. Kansas City, 4,600. Seattle, 4,100. Dallas, $3,700. Or if you really need someone real, really, really cheap, the Jaguars defense are sitting at $3,300. If you guys have any questions about DFS, you guys can message me personally on Twitter at JJDaydreamers, and I'll, I'll try to get to you guys' questions right away. That'll be it for the DFS lineups this week. Now, moving on to the start or sit questions. All right, so for the start or sit this week, I'm going to answer some of your guys' questions that you guys sent to me. If you guys want to an- want me to answer any of your questions, you guys can send them to us on Twitter or Instagram or leave a five-star review and as the review, ask a question on Apple Podcasts and we'll get to those questions first. All right, now on to your questions. First, Adrian Peterson at Atlanta or Tim Patrick at the Kansas City Chiefs as my flex. Half point PPR, 10 team league. All right, Adrian Peterson is the running back 34 right now, averaging 9.6 fantasy points a game. He has two good rushing games going for 93 yards week one and 75 yards week three. He's also gotten the end zone two weeks, weeks four and six, and he's averaging just over 13 carries a game right now, but he's looking like he's slowly declining, like he's getting more work around the red zone, yes, but how long will that go for? He's getting way less yards. Tim Patrick, on the other hand, 
He's wide receiver 35, and he's averaging 10.6 fantasy points a game. His last three games, he's gone over 100 yards or gotten in the end zone. Patrick leads the team in receptions and receiving touchdowns. In a game where the Broncos are more than likely going to have to throw the ball to stay with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to take Tim Patrick for sure. Next, Justin Jackson versus the Jacksonville Jaguars or Adrian Peterson. Oh, another Adrian Peterson question at the Falcons. So we just went over Adrian Peterson. We know we know about him. Let's go over Jackson. Last week, we saw Jackson with what we thought would be Kelly with Jackson mixed in a little bit. But Anthony Lynn didn't see it that way. Jackson outcarried Kelly 15-11, to and he snagged five receptions, finish, finishing his day with 11.9 fantasy points. They're very close, but Peterson has that high floor and Jackson has that high ceiling, but neither of them buy that much. I go with the upside right now on this play, Jackson over Peterson. All right, third. Third question of the day. We're going right through these things. Matt Ryan versus the Detroit Lions, Brian Tannehill versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, or Justin Herbert versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, all right. I know, I know. Ryan Tannehill, he's looked great. He's definitely looked the best out of all three of these quarterbacks. But he's playing the Steelers, and that's just a scary matchup to me. They get sacks, and they force turnovers. And that's not good if... If if you're the quarterback, really. Herbert against Jacksonville, that's not a bad start. He, he's my DFS starter this week, but they might be able to control this game through the ground, and if so, Herbert won't do well in fantasy. And as for Matt Ryan, Julio was finally back, helping Matt Ryan finish week six as the quarterback two and completing his a season-high 75% of his passes his highest since week six of last year. He He's just a different quarterback with Julio. The matchup is good, and so Matt Ryan is my choice out of those three guys. Moving right along, Carson Wentz, Thursday night versus the New York Giants, or Tom Brady versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Half-point PPR, 10-team. The Eagles really need help. They lost Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz both out this week, probably multiple weeks for both of them. This team is just full of injuries. Yeah, Boston Scott is there, but he's not the workhorse running back in the NFL. He's just not. And Wentz is going to have to throw the ball. He's going to have to. Brady has been a decent start at quarterback 11 right now on the season. And he's going to gain his rapport with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And it's only going to get better. But it's not there yet. But with Wentz's rushing ability, I think I give him the edge this week. Play him against the Giants. It's an easy matchup for him. Alright, question five. I need one wide receiver and one flex. I have Julian Edelman versus San Francisco. Keelan Cole, who's at the Los Angeles Chargers. Tim Patrick versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Damian Harris, also against San Francisco. Or Leonard Fournette against Las, Ve- 
Las Vegas. Full PPR, 12 team. Thanks. All right. Let's start with Julian Edelman. He has not looked good these past three games. He's gotten two receptions, three receptions, and two receptions each of the last three weeks. And he hasn't gone over 35 yards, and he hasn't scored all season. Cole, on the other hand, Keelan Cole, he's quietly wide receiver 21 on the season. We told you to add him on Tuesday's podcast. He's leading his team in targets. He's leading his team in receptions and yards. I think this is the guy you start in your wide receiver spot. Tim Patrick, already went over him a little bit. Wide receiver 35, averaging 10.6 fantasy points. With his last three games, they've been really good, like I said. So I would start Keelan Cole at your wide receiver and Tim Patrick as your flex. Damian Harris, I'm not sold on yet. And it doesn't seem like the Patriots are either. And Fournette's coming off the injury. I'm staying away from him for now. Fournette for now. (laughs) All right. Speaking of Julian Edelman, this next question is completely about Julian Edelman. I have Julian Edelman. What do I do with him? Trade him? Drop him? Hold on to him? I think it's going to be really hard to trade Julian Edelman, if you can get someone like Brandon Ayuk for him, but I I really don't know. You're going to have to put a package together with Julian Edelman to trade for someone, and I just don't know if you can get that done. If you can, kudos to you. Go get it done. But you can't drop him either. If he hits the waiver wire, he's going to be gone the next day. Someone's going to pick him up. My best advice would just be to Try and trade him, and if not, stash him on your bench for a bi-week replacement. Seven. All right. I know I don't talk about defenses that much. The Browns defense, or at Cincinnati, sorry, or the Buccaneers defense at the Raiders. The Raiders' offensive line is pretty good. They don't give up sacks, and Derek Carr doesn't really turn the ball over. So The Buccaneers have been really good this season. They're not a bad start, but I think I would just barely lean the Browns here. They're coming off that huge loss to Pittsburgh. They have something to prove. I would go with the Browns' defense this week. All right. Number eight, Chase Claypool versus the Tennessee Titans or Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The big playability of Chase Claypool has been unmatched this season every time he touches the ball he could score a touchdown and we saw it on that receiving catch this last week against the Browns where he caught the ball took three steps and dove for over five yards almost got in the end zone but it's still a rookie and it's still there's so many options Deontay Johnson is coming back from that team and Odell While he isn't the stud that he was in years past, he's been the wide receiver 16 on the season, and it it really depends on what your team needs. If the rest of your team feels safe, like they have a great floor, go go with Chase Claypool. If you feel like the rest of your team, you're hoping for upside with them, go with the safe floor of Odell. 
All right, next question. Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Tennessee Titans or David Johnson versus the Green Bay Packers? It's He's in his contract year. Juju has not stepped up and he hasn't shown that he deserves the money that he's going to want this offseason. The Steelers have seemed to move on from him. They're, they're going to Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and just like I talked about, Chase Claypool more than him. Over the past three games, Juju hasn't av- sorry, he has averaged 3.3 receptions and 25.7 yards a game. That's that's just not cutting it. David Johnson, he's averaging 11.8 fantasy points and he's clearly the lead back on this Texans team. He's only had one game under 50 yards this season, which is great for him. He may not be the what he used to be with the 1,000 and 1,000 running back, but he's a great flex this year. If you got to flex David Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster, David Johnson's your guy. Another Juju question. Juju against the Titans or Mike Williams against the Jacksonville Jaguars? So I just went over Juju a little bit, so let's focus on Williams. He came back before the bye week in week five, which is good to see. They didn't feel like he needed the extra week off before the bye to just get right. You know, They let him play, and he produced for them. Five receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdown grabs. He has so much more upside, and I can't see a way you start you start Juju over him this week. There, he has too much upside. Start Mike Williams. All right, moving right along. Mike Evans versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, sorry, James. The Raiders. After the week he had, I have Brandon Cooks versus the Green Bay Packers and Evans starting right now, but... I could switch out Evans for MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling against the Houston Texans, or CeeDee Lamb at Washington this week. I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb. Out of all these guys, oh man, Mike Evans. It's it's really between Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb has been playing so well, but Mike Evans has been getting in the end zone. Brandon Cooks. Huge playability. He might be the one I sit, though. I think I might go Evans and CD. Yeah. Mike Evans and CD Lamb. Start him up this week. All right. Last one for today. I'm in a two-quarterback league. I lost Dak. I have Derek Carr or Teddy Drip, 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 Drip Water. Okay, he said Bridgewater, but we call him Teddy Drip Water on this show. So, Drip, 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 Drip. He also has Russell Wilson as as his starting quarterback, so he just needs a second one. And this week, Teddy Bridgewater. I these guys are both streaming options in in a redraft, and throughout the whole season, I think it might be Carr, but I think you're gonna have to play matchup all all season long. These are two great. You did a great job drafting because. These are two great third and fourth quarterbacks on your team. So, kudos to you. Good job. All right. 
that's going to do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, if you guys have any questions, you guys can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. James is at FJDaydreamerJ. Ryan is at R-O-K-K-O, Rocco Daydreamer. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said at the top of the show, please tell your friends. Like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Stay dreaming. <laughs>